Hello, everybody. Welcome to the New in Chess podcast. My name is Dirk Jan ten Geusendam, but feel free to call me DJ. In this episode of DJ Talks, my guest is Ramachandran Ramesh, also known as Ramesh RB or simply Ramesh. Ramesh is an award-winning coach with pupils all around the world. He's also popular as a chess author, one of his most recent titles being Improve Your Chess Calculation, published by New in Chess. But right now, Ramesh is best known as the trainer of the amazing Pragnananda and his most remarkable sister Vaishali, who will both be playing in the upcoming candidates tournaments coming April in Toronto. We feel honored that Ramesh appears in this New Chess podcast that is sponsored by DGT. DGT is world famous for their chess clocks that are used in all major competitions and for their other innovative products that create unique chess experiences. Just think of the DGT Centaur chess computer that adapts itself to your playing strength. Ramesh, welcome. We have had typical Weikensee weather last night with a storm raging around the hotel. What did you think? That's Weikensee for you? Yeah, hello, DJ. Nice to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, it's a typical uh, ongoing uh, weather conditions in uh, Weikensee. Uh, we are uh, getting used to it, uh, though coming from a tropical weather region like Chennai, yeah. where the weather typically is warm, warmer and warmest. Uh, it's a very different experience for us, but... Uh, we are trying to cope up as best as we can. And you've gotten used to it thanks to various visits here. Yes, yes. This is, yeah. uh, I believe, my fourth or fifth visit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's say one of the reasons for me to invite you was a new milestone in Indian chess that was reached last week on January 17, when Pragnananda defeated world champion Ding Liren from China in the Tata Steel tournament here in Waikansei. By some fortunate coincidence, this win also made Prakas, we will call Pragnananda from now, the highest ranked Indian chess player in the world. For the first time, he replaced Fishi Anand as the, the best Indian player in the world rankings, the place that Anand has been occupying for literally decades. And needless to say, Anand was the man who started it all. You speak about the rise of Indian chess and you speak about Anand, the man who became the first Indian grandmaster in 1988 and won the world championship five times. It's mind-boggling that today India boasts the incredible number of 84 grandmasters. So let me first congratulate you on Prague's achievement last week. Thank you very much. How did you experience that day? It was a personally very moving uh, experience for me. When I saw that uh, Prague had a better position, I was just hoping uh, it will mm -hmm. end in a win for him. But he made a couple of mistakes and uh, the position uh, came very close to becoming a draw. But uh, Ding did not find the right moves at the right moment and uh, he made further mistakes and uh, eventually Prague won the game. And around that time, I felt I should be there. And so I went to the venue, even though the seconds are not allowed uh, in the press area. I was standing outside and uh, waiting for him to come out. Uh, didn't want to miss that uh, personally very emotional moment for me uh, to see him, uh, even though it's uh, only happening in the live rating list, not in the pub officially published list. And also he hasn't uh, uh, broken uh, Anand's peak rating, uh, which is uh, somewhere else, uh, plus or above 2,800. So it's uh, still for uh, a young 18-year-old, it's a very good uh, milestone to achieve, even though temporarily he has uh, overtaken Vichy in the live rating list. And this just uh, uh, adds as a further uh, reinforcement, you can say, and also motivates him to 
uh, have that self belief going strong and uh, believe that he can uh, eventually cross uh, anand's peak rating as well yeah what did you say to him when you were waiting there or is that private yeah i mean uh, we don't uh, talk much about these things to each other uh, mm. because uh, we don't want to react to every milestone that uh, he has been uh, crossing so it, i just uh, said like i'm feeling very proud of you what you mm. have done yeah and uh, let this just be a good beginning for uh, 2024 yeah minimum milestones to come yeah what was the impact in in india i mean how many journalists they try to call you <laughs> Uh, in india like uh, i don't know for whatever reason prag is extremely popular uh, even though places like gukesh or arjun have had very similar uh, achievements like prag but prag for some reason is extremely popular than the other mm. two and uh, as usual we got especially myself and prag's parents we have been getting calls one after the other from the indian journalist uh, asking for interviews and we try to protect the players vaishali and prag during the tournaments we want them to keep their focus fully on the games ahead and uh, sometimes it happens like uh, typically for uh, vaishali it recently happened uh, when she became a grandmaster uh, by winning the two games in, in the spanish tournament and she crossed 2500 and he immediately she got a flood of uh, messages and interviews and uh, the rest of the tournament she couldn't uh, do as well so just what we are trying to protect the players from not protect you can say kind of insulate uh, them from the public uh, expectations during the competition because their focus has to be elsewhere yeah uh, this has got a lot of media attention uh, in no, india let's say you you're talking about protecting them how do you protect yourself no i kind of uh, don't feel very emotionally involved uh, during such interviews it's just uh, something we have to do we have to give them the information uh, the public needs uh, and the, the insert perspective as much as we can so i feel it's our responsibility to do that and ideally it will be good if it comes from the players themselves but prag just uh, became 18 a few months ago i think in a year or two he'll be uh, more comfortable doing all these things by himself yeah well it, it it wasn't a total surprise because he also beat dinglier and last year here in vacancy also with the black uh, pieces how long do you feel prague has been a world class player i would say it's very subjective because uh, when i met him he was around 8 years old uh, 10 years ago and uh, even then he was already a world under 8 champion mm-hmm. so in his category he was always uh, the best player for the most part of his life for example at the age of 10 he became an international master and at the time he was the youngest in the world so this is not something which anyone can do uh, so easily and he achieved it uh, without much effort in the sense like he was always working the way he is and he was able to break these uh, records and at the age of uh, 12 and a half or something he became a grandmaster at the time he was the second youngest to do so and subsequently at the age of 14 he crossed to 2600 and i be- still believe uh, it's the world record for youngest to cross 2600 and so on so he has always been uh, among the best players in his age category and uh, our eventual aim was to become the best uh, among all categories uh, this open level and we believe we are going in that direction uh, in a steady pace so but he still throws uh, some surprises like uh, him finishing the silver medal the world cup was uh, not uh, very expected but it's good that it uh, happened so it gives us more uh, optimism yeah 
Well, the, the, the big moment for Prague will come this April uh, when he will play in the Candidates Tournament in, uh, in Toronto. And we will speak about that later. But first, I would like to delve into a bit of recent Indian chess history to see where this all came from. Uh, because we've seen this revolution taking place in, uh, in India in, in chess. And these young stars such as Prague and Gukesh and Eri Gaisi, they haven't dropped from the sky. I mean, they've long been in coming. Anand, he became the first Indian Grandmaster in 1988. You were 12 years old then. Do you have any chess recollections from that time, how you experienced that? Was yes. it something that you were aware of? Yeah, so basically, like uh, typically in India, most of the young children, uh, they're crazy about cricket, uh, which is not very common in uh, the West. But in India, everyone is uh, cricket crazy. And uh, I was also going for a cricket training, professional training at my young age. And... Uh, Coincidentally, a few months uh, before Anand became a grandmaster, I got a head injury from a ball hitting in my head and I was taking uh, some time off cricket. And at the time, Anand became uh, India's first grandmaster and I could read it in uh, newspapers. And uh, I asked my father if I can also <coughs> start playing chess. Uh, can I try to become a grandmaster? He readily agreed. And uh, for me, the motivation was one uh, uh, I did not know much about chess back then. It's just uh, an Indian doing so well in a sport which was not very popular. Uh, I felt uh, really uh, proud of his achievement. I got inspired and came to chess. This was uh, immediately after he became a GM. And then uh, he has been inspiring players uh, over the decades. Uh, you, you can see that uh, it is in 2024 that uh, an Indian is able to beat his uh, rating record. It has taken so much time for uh, others to catch up. It's an amazing contribution to Indian chess. Well, it has been a long time, but at the same time, it has gone very quickly. I mean, if you look back, but at the time, did it, when he became a, a chess grandmaster, did it make a big splash in India? Or was it just one of the news items? No, it was uh, huge. It was uh, huge when uh, Anand became a uh, grandmaster. And every time he became a world champion, as I mentioned, he was a world champion five times. The first time he did it was in uh, Delhi Iran World Cup, uh, defeating Shiro in the finals. Uh, even then, it made a huge impact uh, on uh, the whole TV media also picked up. Uh, and that was the first time Indian chess was being covered by Indian media in uh, such a large uh, uh, grand manner. Yeah. Anand is a household name in India, so I believe uh, most Indians would recognize him if they see them in, see him in person. Yeah, well, I've, I've done that test many times. When, <laughs> whenever I was abroad and there was an Indian taxi driver, I would ask, and mm. uh, I mean, without fail, they, they would all know Anand. I mean, yeah. there was, um, well, your, your first wish was to be a player, but at some point, the wish arose to, to become a trainer. How, how did that come about? I mean, do you was that a gradual thing or... No, it was not gradual. In uh, 1998, uh, 10 years after I came to chess, I was uh, 22 years old at the time and uh, I was invited by the Indian Chess Federation to go with the Indian junior team for the Asian Junior Championship uh, held at Iran. And uh, I didn't know why I was chosen, but uh, that's how it happened. And even there, uh, I was just trying to talk to the players, motivating them, try to help in any small way I can. And uh, both the men and women, we got a gold medal in the Asian juniors. But uh, I wouldn't uh, take any credit for that. But it was a nice feeling to have been there when it was happening. And immediately after that, I was approached by one of the players, Aadhi Ramaswamy's parents, uh, 
to work with uh, uh, their daughter uh, back then the concept of chess coaching was not uh, known in india oh, that, so that's that's what i'm thinking i mean how did the people around you react say well is this really what you want to do or okay uh, as far as my family is concerned uh, they were not uh, keenly following my chess so they just knew that i compete in some tournaments practice at home but uh, they were not uh, really keen on me becoming a professional they didn't see it that way they just uh, saw me pursuing my passion and uh, for those around us my friends in the chess field they did not know that i was uh, practicing chess with arti but uh, within a year she won world under 18 championship in 1999 held at uh, spain and uh, that was a huge surprise for uh, even for me and for arti as well and for everyone concerned and uh, the first time uh, at such a higher age category an indian is winning a gold medal at the world championship uh, that was uh, big news uh, uh, once again there was a lot of uh, media attention coming just way and we had one uh, good uh, private sponsor vipro also supporting uh, arti for a few years after that so yeah uh, this is uh, i think a major uh, uh, factor which pushed me in, in the direction of becoming a chess trainer i would say how soon did you feel that you had your own thoughts about chess training that that you were developing a method that you thought this is this is a personal approach to to chess training yeah so uh, there is a cultural difference in how people in the west think and people in asia especially in india think uh, in the sense uh, for us uh, winning is not everything that's what i would uh, uh, like to believe this is what uh, i've been taught from a young child uh, how the process is more important than uh, the final destination so you have to enjoy the journey uh, so to say so when i read uh, some very strong uh, sportsman saying like uh, winning is not everything is said by people who have not won enough uh, so it was a kind of uh, very confusing for me when i was uh, young to hear this because i thought i strongly believed winning is not everything mm. it's just a consequence of uh, all the things that is happening behind and we should be focusing more on those things so i felt uh, there was a paucity of a lot of things in the chess field in india back then we did not the competitors have not yet uh, come in in a big way uh, and there were not many big tournaments happening uh, the concept of chess training was not there chess literature was very scarcely available it was not easy to get chess books even if you want to and people were not traveling to outside of india to compete in tournaments it was happening only with uh, probably vishi and uh, couple of others so it was a totally different scenario and most of the players were playing the game purely for passion not with high aims of becoming a grandmaster even myself i became a grandmaster in 2003 but probably till 98 or so i did not even think that i could become a grandmaster it was never even considered a possibility that an indian can become a gm because we didn't have any norm tournaments happening in india that was one of the main reasons so uh most of the players were playing mainly for passion they really liked chess and they wanted to get better at it and we were doing it uh, through trial and error by competing in tournaments making mistakes many times we don't even realize what we are doing is wrong and uh, there was no one to discuss uh, about these issues and when uh, things were going wrong there was no one to talk to uh, about uh, these issues and i felt uh, that need myself as a player that when i was 
going through difficult phases i felt it would be nice if to have someone to talk about uh, talk to about these things and also what is the right way to uh, make good progress in the game so we really did not have any clue so i felt uh, the need was there and when i was talking to my friends i could easily see that everyone is in the same boat everyone feels uh, that need was uh, very much there uh, but there was no supply and uh, but there were some well uh, anand he was he was training in this uh, uh, mishatal school in, yeah. in in chennai so there was soviet literature there were those the, the cornerstones of of your methods or um not really uh, so when uh, i came to chess anand was uh, already living uh, for a large part uh, in spain if i'm not mistaken so we could not uh, my generation could not interact with anand as much uh, back then so he was uh, largely living in europe he will come to india once or twice in a year and uh, he used to make it a point to in, uh, invite uh, top young players from chennai uh, where we all live and uh, take us to dinner and that's the time we could interact with him and uh, i used to just observe how he thinks about the game and uh, everyone will be asking our uh, questions to him how to prepare i remember uh, in one instance uh, one of my friend uh, kongubel who was the national champion back then he was asking how to play against uh, sicilian taimanov and uh, anand said okay you have to take the, this uh, he rambled off a few games in uh, chess informant i if i'm not mistaken the games he mentioned uh, was in the moraxibine structure um and his game against uh, polgar Uh, so he gave a couple of games and said like these are the things uh, you should uh, do and don't uh, so in within 3 uh, to 5 minutes he gave a overview about the whole setup what uh, as white we should be doing so these were the kind of interactions we used to have with them and uh, regarding uh, the chess ecosystem back then we had a tall chess club in chennai uh, formed uh, through the soviet union collaboration with india back then uh, but it was mostly about uh, meeting the players so they they used to have lot of chess sets and chess clocks back then uh, chess clocks were uh, mm. a luxury so we could uh, go there every every day and uh, play a few blitz with other players and so on mm-hmm. and the chess literature it was not very easily accessible uh, mm. even though they had books it was not uh, we were not able to access those books so it's uh, how to say it's raw chess yeah learning process you could say it's not uh, any systematic way of learning the game yeah but you 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 mentioned the cultural differences and you you're thinking of a method that should work for indian chess players to 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 train it has to be goal oriented without having a clear goal in mind or no. i mean where where are you finding the compromise there? so uh, how to say uh, for example like if uh, imagine if we are stuck in a boat you know see at dark night pitch dark night we can't see anywhere and we have a rowing uh, paddle in our hand and which direction we go it's absolutely no idea right mm-hmm. and we don't even know that if we even if we row the boat we will be able to reach our destination so but if uh, imagine if we can see a lighthouse then we know that there is land in that direction and uh, from that we can gauge the distance and uh, we can also realize how much effort i need to put to reach that destination mm. so in my view the goal is like that lighthouse it gives you a sense of purpose sense of direction why i need to put the effort 
uh, and how much effort i need to put and in which areas i need to put so to understand these issues to get a good clarity on these things you need to have a goal so for example with nimprax case his aim was to become a world champion we don't know whether it will be possible or not but uh, we want to believe it is possible and once we decide on that aim so then we ask ourselves what do we need to become a world champion now in which areas you need to be good the answer is obvious you need to be good everywhere you can't be average or you need to be the best if you can be at all areas so this already gives us a sense of direction because in my case when i was a young player i was focusing largely on my stunts and whichever areas i did not feel comfortable or did not like i thought i'm um, those are my weak areas and i can never get better at them and uh, later i realized uh, that was one of the mistakes i did as a player it is very important from a young age to believe that you can also grow and get better in areas which doesn't come easily to you and which you may be even dislike uh, at uh, that point of uh, time so we i told spoke to prag like you need to be good at everything so you have to believe you can be good at everything and you should not hate any aspect of the game just because you don't like it some many players say i don't like to play in games and so on so you should not have any phobia in any aspect of the game you should like chess in all its uh, glory sometimes you have to defend uh, in a very bad situation and so on so uh, this is the philosophy basically like uh, believing so, so the, the, the wish to tackle difficulty not okay. just tackle difficulty just mm-hmm. to focus more on learning all aspects of the game and uh, that is the way to grow and uh, when this happens in an efficient manner then the results are bound to come so it is like uh, the shadow following the person rather than the person going behind the shadow and here the shadow is the result so we believe like our effort if it goes in the right direction the shadow will follow mm-hmm. is that also based on some indian philosophy yeah or? we have uh, something called the bhagavad gita it's a spiritual philosophical uh, book you can say and most indians are aware of it uh, the essence of it is to focus on the effort not on the outcome because there is always some unknown factor that can influence the outcome for example in a game of chess it's not just me playing the game also my opponent has 50% influence on the outcome so i cannot determine outcome of the game just with my play so there are other factors influencing the time factor the form and so on so we cannot uh, influence the other factors like how our opponent is going to prepare or play or what form he is going to find in how he is going to manage the time and so on so there are many things which are beyond our control but there are few things which are very much within our control like how well we concentrate during the game how we manage our time mm-hmm. how we think how we analyze how much we are involved in the process mm-hmm. these are all completely in our hand and uh, if we can focus our attention on these aspects then we may be able to do this better and we believe like by doing the best we can we are influencing the outcome in a positive way well you you expect a, a lot from your students i mean the the way you expect them to visualize positions uh, that's really taking things to a different level compared to other training methods how do you persuade them to accept that work to 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 do that mm, if you see like a human nature we are uh, we are aspiring to be happy right and we believe like doing abc or achieving abc will make us happy but uh, there is already it's clear that uh, we are kind of not unhappy with the current status quo and we are aspiring for something bigger and this yearning is there in every human mind so we want to achieve something big uh, than what we 
than our current situation is so it's very easy to convince young children uh, they are also in a very similar boat and they have not uh, had any negative uh, much negative experiences in their life they are very hopeful positive they believe in their some they, themselves and they believe they can achieve anything so they have that uh, childish innocence uh, driven confidence and uh, this is a very powerful tool uh, when it comes to learning so it's very easy to convince children that they can do great things and uh, what is tricky is are they willing to put the effort required effort to achieve those great things and uh, this is where uh, the key is in my view so everyone wants to achieve great things but if they are not taught to work hard uh, as i would like to put it um, then uh, they kind of uh, form unhealthy habits and then uh, breaking that pattern and uh, making them put the effort to learn and grow becomes difficult but when they are young just having a open discussion with them it's very easy to convince young children uh, that if you want to achieve great things you have to your effort should be correspondingly great not small but then it's it's also clearly something that transcends just pure technical chess training you you have to be an inspirer for them yes very much you, you have to really be well a guru or a master and that is something that also appeals to you i mean that's what you no, want to do no i think be, uh, that's what teaching is all about and yeah. that's what i like the most being a chess trainer yeah. it's not just about the teaching the techniques of the game it's very easy to pick up most of things i say from a book or a video lecture mm-hmm. but uh, what i believe is like uh, how we prepare the mind to learn so basically like uh, what a farmer does is like they don't just plant the seeds they mm-hmm. first prepare the soil yeah. right the soil should be ready to receive the seed mm-hmm. uh, if you just throw the seed in a road it's not mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be wasted so this is what most uh, trainers and the players don't do i believe uh, they just think like okay i want to become a grandmaster or world champion and then start preparing but uh, not realizing like what needs to be done and uh, if i have to learn things what i should be able to receive them mm-hmm. i should be a good learner otherwise i'm not if i'm going to be a poor learner then even if i get the best books best trainers it's not going to make much of an impact mm-hmm. so i think that preparing the mind is the key uh, role a trainer has to play and if we do that and then give them some books they can learn chess yeah. more efficiently and there you see a clear difference between what you are doing in india and and what you see in the west yes i believe uh, the psychology is uh, something drastically underestimated or undervalued Mm. uh in the west it's some when, whenever i talk to other players and uh, discuss about the psychological issues uh, they one they quickly get bored or they don't think it's so important uh, very few seem to uh, realize the potential of yeah. uh, having a strong mindset i think that's a yeah. other key difference i see yeah this podcast is brought to you by dgt the chess innovators dgt designs develops manufactures and distributes a wide range of chess products worldwide such as digital chess clocks and game timers as well as electronic chess boards chess computers and chess accessories dgt has devoted the last 30 years to innovating chess with technology to find your nearest dgt dealer please visit our website at dgt.nl well just recently you you received a very prestigious uh, award the uh, 
Dronacharya Award. And, and let, me, let me quote the, uh, the, the official description. It's honoring the teacher who molds an athlete into a star. And it continues saying, it's given to the person who not only works as a mentor, but chalks out the path of a prodigy, uh, a prodigy traverses on his way to stardom. That sounds very much in line with your view of what a trainer should be. Uh, does that add to your pride? I mean, that this is specifically aimed at such a trainer and it just is, well, it, it, it's almost a definition of what you've been telling me now and, and on other occasions. Yeah, but I see the other way. It's like, uh, it's not uh, they're reflecting what I'm saying, but I was reflecting what they've always been saying. Yeah. So it's not uh, my invention what I've been uh, telling, but this is what... Uh, as I mentioned, the Bhagavad Gita, that's what it's trying to say. The focus should be on uh, giving our best and so on, all this stuff. You, you, and you mean is, the, the, this idea of training, as they see it, it also well, comes from the Bhagavad Gita? Come from them, yes. Yeah. So I learned it from them and mm. I'm trying to implement in uh, my field. That's yeah. how I see. Yeah. So I wouldn't uh, take it uh, as my invention. Mm -hmm. And I'm also still I'm uh, reading all those uh, scriptures yeah. and so on to really understand because uh, I believe uh, the learning happens when uh, both our uh, heart and mind are involved in that process. And many times we are just uh, leading with our uh, brain. Intellectually, we are approaching things, but sometimes we, our heart is not in the whole process. So it uh, becomes very important for a trainer to convince the children or to inspire the children, students, that they have to be wholeheartedly involved in this journey. Yeah. Uh, not see it as a sacrifice, but an enjoyable journey where they are evolving into a better version of themselves. Yeah. And receiving this award, uh, in that sense, uh, I feel really humbled and honored. Well, the, the, there were various categories there. There were also well, trainers in other sports that uh, got, got the award. Did you speak to them? Is there, is there any cross-fertilization between trainers in, in different areas in India? Um, like uh, I have uh, taken initiative personally to interact with uh, trainers from other sports, but with the reservation that most of the trainers I'm talking to are uh, related to physical sports. And we are uh, talking a uh, different game altogether uh, mm. where the mental aspects are uh, more important. So from this angle, I try to... Basically, like uh, Indian philosophy has gone much deeper into all these aspects I strongly believe in this and uh, they have uh, understood uh, uh, the temptations that can uh, take people away from peak performance or uh, what are the barriers that could come in the way of efficient learning and so on these things have been well researched in the past so i'm trying to read more uh, listen to more uh, lectures from them and understand how the human mind the whole learning processes and how we can aid in the modern under the modern circumstances how we can aid our students to incorporate some of them in that training and yeah. well you, you you're building a team for uh, for Toronto uh, will there also be uh, people involved that are specializing in nutrition or well the, the other things that are so important <laughs> for a sportsman uh, yeah so i would say like uh, for a peak performance you need to focus on uh, four major factors one is the physical aspect you need to be physically extremely fit. You need to have good uh, physical setup and also the mental setup. Mentally, you should be ready for peak performance and whatever uh, the hardships that come your way, you should be able to withstand and uh, 
uh, ex- still uh, excel in your performance and the other is the technical aspect and uh, support system so we are trying to create a support system which will cater to all the three aspects so uh, prak has been doing some form of uh, mild meditation uh, last few months and it's already showing some impact is <clears throat> much calmer in tense situations than before is it also has a positive influence on his time management and mm-hmm. so on uh, so when you are calm inside you it reflects in many of the things you do so yeah uh, regarding diet that is something which i'm not able to influence prag much mm. he still prefers to eat homemade food prepared by his mother during the competitions mm. slowly i'm trying to teach him to explore other cuisines as well mm. but i believe in a year or two he'll be yeah. doing that well in these four factors where does personal happiness come in because when i see prag i get the idea that he's a happy person yes yeah i think uh, when we do uh, pursue something which uh, mm. we wholeheartedly want to pursue and we excel in it i think we'll be a happy person <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like uh, but, but, but how how do you push that how how, how, how do you create the conditions that you can be a happy person no uh, mm. i have had all these discussions with prag uh, mm. even when he was a young child not just with prag with uh, almost all of my students uh, many of the times like when i'm taking classes usually like uh, it's a five day or a one week or 10 day camp so it's not just for a few hours so most of the time i'm uh, talking to my students and they're trying to tell them okay we are trying to be happy so just should make us happy this should be one of our uh, this is something which we should never uh, lose track of yeah. uh, we are not playing just to feel get miserable or frustrated that we are not making progress because there'll be moments when you will not believe in your skills you will have your moments when you doubt about yourself that you are not good enough or maybe you are doing the wrong things um, and so on when all these things kick up we should still remember that uh, we are playing uh, chess to be happy we came to chess because it made us happy when we were young mm-hmm. and uh, we are having some ambitions because we believe we are good at it and we are willing to work earn it earn the success so never lose track of that mm-hmm. so that means uh, we have to teach the students how to handle these disappointments and losses in a more manageable way that uh, doesn't drag us down uh, whenever as and when they happen yeah. so we have a lot of conversations on these issues as well yeah Well let's say at the same time there's also your personal happiness I mean you're you're working incredibly hard uh, we're talking about Prague now and Vaishali but you have students all around the world you have your chess guru cool in Chennai where you have how many 200 students yeah. 200 students yes. how many trainers <laughs> around 50 trainers and, and we have uh, uh, more than 1000 students around the world who yeah. are learning online So and, we, and, the, and the chess school is mainly run by your wife or, or? Yeah, my wife is doing the administrative stuff Aarti Ramaswamy mm. and uh, she is also a trainer she is a women grandmaster and I already mentioned uh, yeah. she was a world and writing champion yes so she is uh, also training and we have uh, around a train around 10 trainers who are mm. coming to the physical mm. uh, academy chess gurukul in chennai yeah. and teach the students mm. and the other trainers they are teaching largely online to students from outside mm. chennai yeah how do you manage to do to cope with so much work uh okay uh so that's again uh, 
basically like uh, there are two views one is uh, rights based the other is duty based approach so i believe like in the west uh, people are more focused on the rights like i have a right to do things so i can do it but in india we give more importance to the duty so this is my duty so i have to do it mm-hmm. so uh, that's the approach uh, i am brought up with mm-hmm. so being a trainer is a choice conscious decision i made mm. i quit my job in an oil company and also quit my playing career to become a full time trainer yeah. so i told my wife like this seems to be my calling like this is what yeah. my heart wants to do yeah. and she said like i understand so and uh, she was very clear that we will not be doing this for money so and i was also very clear about this so i felt uh, we have to invent a good an efficient training methodology and uh, share it with our students mm-hmm. so i have a lot of learning to do as well for which i need to work extremely hard so at the beginning for the at the age of 32 i started the chess gurukul and uh, till uh, for first 10 years i used to sleep for 3 4 hours a day oh, wow. and my classes will start at uh, 4 in the morning because i used to teach for the students mm-hmm. in the us and it will go till 9 pm so i was almost teaching 14 to 15 hours every day and then and your, was, your students in the in the us that was on, online online and, yeah yeah so i was teaching uh, online uh, to uh, students from uh, many countries and uh, in the us i have many national titles <laughs> many of my online students have won uh, national titles in the some us some of them are secret and some of them are known <laughs> how does that work uh, over the decades mm-hmm. like uh, but in, in the us it works like uh, they predominantly take to chess to get into a good university mm-hmm. so by the time they finish their schooling uh, the, if they have a 2300 rating they will get into a good university so most yeah. of the players they stop playing around uh, that point that's a sad thing yeah. uh, but uh, ashita ishwaran who has been in the us uh, women mm-hmm. championship last four five years mm-hmm. uh, i've been uh, working with her since she was like a 10 year old girl now yeah. she is probably 23 or so yeah what what did you think when you first saw Prague. I mean, he came to you when he was eight years old. Yeah. What did you think? Did did, did you see something there, or was uh, it? Way I have early? worked with a lot of eight-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it was uh, not the first experience, and I have seen uh, too many talented young children. So he was extremely talented. But what was very different was he generally like loud chess. Mm. and very similar to me uh, so i could see young <laughs> ramesh in him <laughs> yeah. in that aspect mm. and he was uh, he was just he just like to see chess for hours and hours and hours he never mm. seemed to get tired of tired of it or bored of it mm-hmm. so he even though he looked very puny he had so much energy mm. uh, so he can withstand 8 hours or 10 hours of chess practice and mm. uh, not complain i am tired mm. i've never seen uh, heard him tell that he is tired of chess that's happening in the last couple of years i would say especially in vikanzi <laughs> after 8 uh, 9 rounds uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes he will say like uh, this is too much so i want to uh, reduce the practice time but yeah. otherwise uh, he just loves generally to see chess yeah. he has a voracious appetite to learn and uh, it was with work this uh, we both were able to kind of synchronize our thought process like when i say we will not pursue results our aim is to become a world champion but we don't know it's very long way off mm-hmm. so we'll just focus on learning and getting better stronger and stronger every mm-hmm. day 
so and he was able to accept it and he could see the logic in that and accept it mm-hmm. most students don't they are focusing on i have my national championship next month or some world youth championship in two months from now so they were stuck with uh, such uh, in my view short sighted uh, yeah. preferences yeah. and uh, they were not uh, uh, playing the game for long run so in prax's case that was uh, something that impressed me a lot yeah Well he he's already achieved so much and well now he he qualified for the for the candidates it's why well, it's impossible to 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 describe him as well, as a rising star because he's already <laughs> risen but still i get this feeling that this is his moment of the definite breakthrough he he suddenly is playing with so much maturity with so much control he is one of the the big guys is he ready to make that next step or is that no this is something uh, i'm also wondering a lot um, because uh, till about a year or two ago it was very clear that he still has to grow but now he has grown very strong in many areas so i'm wondering uh, where he should still grow is there something i'm missing as a trainer so i'm trying to identify but here the problem could be is like i may be picking up at minor issues and magnifying them yeah. and those could become a real hindrances barriers in his growth so i don't want to be yeah. that kind of a negative influence either yeah. but at the same time if there is something there are some areas where he can make progress and that can help him become the world champion then i don't want to miss out on that opportunity as well so it's yeah. i'm in kind of a dilemma i could say Yes, yes, yes. Well, and he's 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 in a very good place. He just entered into a long-term uh, sponsorship agreement with the Adani Group, which people should know is not only a very big conglomerate in in India but but worldwide and uh well, Mr. Uh, Adani Gautam Adani, he is one of the 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 wealthiest people in the, in the world. So it's that's real support that he uh, that yeah. he gets. How important is that to to be freed of any financial worries? Yeah so Prag he comes from a modest financial background and uh, getting this sponsorship uh, will improve his uh, overall lifestyle as well and uh, his parents have uh, sacrificed a lot for his uh, chess growth so this will uh, put them in a very comfortable situation and now we can afford to get more trainers involved in his uh, ongoing journey and we can also get access to some uh, hardware which we have been uh, hoping will happen for quite some time now mm. so i think everything is uh, falling in place and uh, it's coming at the right moment when uh, in the last few months i would say has been great uh, vaishali became a grandmaster she qualified for the candidates she won the fide grand swiss prag qualified uh, for the candidates as well and the uh, rating is uh, going up steadily mm. Uh, so is becoming more and more mature as a player so from their part as players they have uh, done what was expected from them now mm-hmm. it's uh, heartening to see right people coming in and uh, supporting mm-hmm. them at this uh, critical juncture so yeah so ongoing journey will be smoother because the de- development has been amazing and the, the past year has, has been amazing for him it, it, it it's not only gautam adani who supports him he's he's met the prime minister of india which yeah. which, which is a, a, a big thing in in, in india yeah. are you, aren't you afraid that there will be so much pressure on him now that the expectations will be so high we've seen that so often with people yes. who at some point got really big support 
that it it also can bear them down yeah so mm-hmm. uh, i understand uh, the point uh, very well mm-hmm. and this is something uh, i've been uh, aware not just at this moment but even when he became an international master at the age of 10 because uh, for a 10 year old the kind of attention he got from the tv media and the electronic media was uh, amazing mm-hmm. uh, he became a well known uh, name probably next is he became popular next to anand in chess uh, at the age of 10 so at that time we did have a negative influence on him he became more self conscious that uh, people are expecting me to do things mm-hmm. so he got this doubt that should i be playing chess for my own sake my own passion or to meet all these expectations yeah. so we have had all these conversations like you are doing this only for you not for anyone else so we are all uh, just a supporting system behind you who are trying to help you in any way we can but this is a journey where you are alone and you, the reason why you are doing this this is what you want to do for yourself so this uh, should uh, never lose uh, sight of and then uh, he created many milestones which i already mentioned and every mm-hmm. time he have did all these things he got a lot of attention mm-hmm. from the media and uh, now he is in a position where it doesn't uh, affect him too much all these external factors mm. so he knows to handle them in a mature way so if uh, not worried is not the right way more uh, uh, thinking is uh, the motivation he should still feel motivated mm. to do the hard work and achieve great things and for that he should still be willing to be malleable flexible Uh, flexible enough to assimilate new things so that he can keep l- the learning process going so it should be it could be in how he manage the time uh, he should learn different ways of managing time because we has to play in different time controls so okay. he should be adaptable to different okay. uh, demands and also the choice of openings he should not get uh, uh, comfortable with uh, one way of playing the game he should be willing to play all kinds of chess he should be willing to play like petrosian also like tal so to say so you should keep that open mindedness for a few more yeah. years well i would like to 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 end with a um well a recent memory a, a meeting that took place at anand's home i mean let's let's get this thing full circle that um on january 7th there was a breakfast at anand's place where many people gathered you were there there were a total of 15 male and female uh, gms present the meeting was arranged because uh, well prak was uh, getting a special uh, reward from a cnn cnn 18 award and there was i think an interview with uh, gukesh that was taking place there it was such a wonderful meeting i mean i saw pictures and i i thought it was absolutely well wonderful and touching uh, how did you experience that i mean you were with that big group at anand's place yeah. with aruna and uh, Akil was was there showing his paintings and yes. uh, <laughs> uh, how was that can, can you describe that yeah so as i mentioned i came to chess because of anand yeah. uh, when he became a gm uh, yeah. that was the inspiration i came to chess and uh, now we are uh, good friends that's what uh, mm. i would like to think so and we have uh, had a lot of uh, good conversations in the last few years yeah. especially since the covid we became um kind of good friends and uh, when uh, i got the invitation to be at his home i, I thought it will just be prag family yeah. our fa- my family and anand's family and few others but i was uh, pleasantly surprised to see there were so many other grandmasters and 
and most of them were my students as well yeah. uh, from the past uh, and it was very nice uh, there were some players who were of my age my compatriots so just meeting them after so many years because i kind of lost in touch with the other players yeah. of my generation uh, because i'm just a trainer sitting in my place so i'm not going to tournaments meeting uh, everyone so it was personally very nice experience and yeah. uh, on that day i had to leave to receive the dronacharya award uh, in delhi mm. so immediately after that uh, get together so it mm. kind of uh, came in a full circle you can say yeah. started at uh, anand mm. and the kind of uh, ending in uh, yeah. anand's place it was a very yeah. nice feeling to go through that i was th- thinking well let's say An- anand he's, he's a very approachable person he's very very e- easy going at the same time he's this demigod for for <laughs> for all these youngsters yeah. uh, how how easy is it for them to communicate with him uh, are, are they ready to well to be themselves or or is there always some restraint uh like uh, for example for me i could not communicate very easily with him uh, because he was my uh, his till my idol yeah and uh, so when i'm in front of him i just feel i don't know what to talk <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is such a is so good at uh, making conversations uh, yeah. to make the other side uh, feel at ease uh, be themselves yeah. but at one point like uh, basically like in indians like we don't feel very comfortable interacting with uh, people who admire so you just want to admire <laughs> you don't yeah, want yeah. to actually yeah. interact with them yeah. uh, but then uh, when he opens up makes you comfortable and you also open up yeah. and then a nice relationship is uh, formed well, so yeah, it was he, he has a great sense of humor so I, yes <laughs> I, i can only imagine that he he, he will well joke with the yeah. with the youngsters yeah okay. so uh, most of mm. these youngsters they even i remember prag mm. when he became a gm he got a call from vishi to come and meet him so yeah. i was there uh, when he went mm. and prag was tongue tied he was just sitting there and looking at anand yeah. and i could understand what he was going through but yeah. anand also understood okay this is what is expected yeah. Yeah. but uh, since then uh, anand and prag have also become good friends yeah. many times anand asked prag to play some blitz games with him and so on yeah. so they talk to each other very often and yeah. uh, they are very comfortable discussing chess and other yeah. things uh, so they have a new friendship has uh, blossomed so nice to see uh, anand taking this lo- role and doing yeah. it well i think there's even plans to make that a tradition to have new years breakfast at anand's yeah hopefully but uh, he was telling uh, us that the next meeting should happen in uh, my place ah, so he wanted uh, me to invite all the players yeah, and yeah, yeah. vishi as yeah. well so yeah. probably in six months we'll do that <laughs> well as i said I, i when i saw the the the, the photos i thought that it was really wonderful and and and, and touching and and well i saw them as i was preparing for this talk and i thought your journey has been so amazing why well, you you couldn't have any of those expectations when you started out and it turned into this do you occasionally pinch yourself really uh, i feel uh, i'm probably one of the f- few human beings in the planet who have got everything <laughs> that's how i see i have a wonderful family i've had a wonderful career as a player as a trainer i've all had this opportunity to work with so many great uh, talents uh, all this nice people have had the opportunity mm. to come to uh, interact with mm. i've made some good friends i'm yeah. very grateful for a great life uh, yeah yeah i didn't expect uh, it will be so good well there's absolutely nothing that can be added to this 
I'm very grateful that you wanted to have this talk, uh, Ramesh. And uh, well, lots of success in the, in, in the coming year with, with Prague and everything you're doing. It's Thanks, uh, very admirable. Yeah, and uh, on behalf of uh, one, personally, as a trainer, as a player, and uh, someone from the chess community, I also want to thank you using this opportunity for uh, what you have done hmm. for the chess world. Uh, when I was young, I did not even know that there was a country called the Netherlands. <laughs> and uh, I was already reading New Inches. So New Inches has been a part of uh, my chess journey and my students' chess journey. Hmm. And thank you for everything you have done. Thank you. Thank you.